This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. What is up, my sinners? My name is Shane. Welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, a podcast where I, your host, talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. And today we have a great episode. My buddy Mike Heranica, Heranica, I don't know. He explains how to say his name. There's a whole tutorial in this episode about how to say his name. Mike from Devilers Prada, he joins me today. Great episode, great guy. And I got to say, man, it's Monday when you're listening to this, and tomorrow is a big day for you Americans. It's a big one. Yes, make sure you're voting. We talk a lot in this episode about Trump, um, about our disdain for Donald Trump. So please go out. Don't be lazy. Get to the voting booths. It does matter. Even to me, I'm not even American. Believe me, it affects the whole world. So please, if you're American, do your part. Get out there and vote. Right now, I'm chilling home. I'm back in Toronto. We just finished the first leg of the Rise Up Tour with Devil Wears Prada, Memphis Mayfire, Silverstein, and Lake Masta Flames. We had a blast. It was so much fun. If you missed the U.S. dates, well, that's too bad. But hey, we're coming to Europe really soon. So if you're in Germany, the U.K., Netherlands or Belgium or France, even we're even coming to France. Please come hang out. You can get your tickets now. They are available and we'll see it in a couple weeks. Also in December, I am embarking on my first ever solo tour under the moniker River Oaks. That's my solo project. Tickets for that are also available now. I'm going to be in New York, Philadelphia, Detroit, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh, so please, if you're interested in coming out, seeing me play solo, seeing me play some River Oak songs, some Silverstein songs, some cover songs, whatever, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be hanging out. So please get your tickets right now. You can get them at riveroaksmusic.com. And as always, I encourage you to get in touch. If you've got suggestions for future guests, suggestions for me, if you just want to say hi, we are on all the different social medias. 
at Lead Singer Sin, S-Y-N on Twitter, at Lead Singer Syndrome on Instagram. There is a Facebook page. Make sure you go like that. And of course, old-fashioned email. It's LeadSingerSyndrome at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, a great way you can do that is if you buy anything online, if you use Amazon at all, use our affiliate link. All it does, it'll take you right to the Amazon homepage. You log in as normal. Whatever you buy, we get between 4 and 6%, and it costs you absolutely nothing. So if you buy something online, please don't forget, just go to leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. Again, leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. It takes you right there. Boom. 4 to 6%, and that really does help keep the lights on. Also, it's pretty cool. This is episode 52, so, you know, 52 weeks in a year. We've been doing this thing almost a year now. I think we're coming up on it in either the next week. Either next week or the week after will be officially one year. And I just want to say thank you, everybody, so much for the support, all the emails you've sent me, all the love you've given me. You know, starting this podcast was pretty daunting, you know, I'd never really interviewed a band before. I didn't know what I was doing. And it's really, really cool to see how much this thing has grown in a year. And we have some amazing guests coming up. So almost a year under our belts. And I think I'm going to be doing this for a few years. So I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. And please, if you're really enjoying it too, please tell a friend. The word of mouth that keeps this thing growing is really, really important, you know? So please tell a brother, tell a sister, Tell a friend, post on your social media about how great my podcast is, whatever you got to do to help spread the word. I really, really do appreciate it. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. Here's my chat with my good friend, Mike from the Devil Wears Prada. out yesterday first time right. i've like met them and everything crazy um well I, i've known biggie forever when he was with every time i die but oh biggie's your um, new manager yeah yeah oh crazy biggie and dog and, and jackie and uh um it was like i we had this once we played have you played the paramount in long island huntington no. beach or something no 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 gorgeous stunning room it's got like a like hidden speakeasy and whatnot and oh sick it was the first time since we signed with Roadrunner, and they came out to a show that was just like a fucking train wreck. So I, I think it's just that that's our vibe. Because as soon as we need to like impress like a new member of our team, nope, bad. That's funny. Let's start there. Um, that is a funny thing when you bring up when you have. It always seems like when you have somebody you're trying to impress, like it's a label. Uh, oh my! Well, a label, a management. You know, new people working with your team, agent. Our agent was there last night, too. Or, like, the funniest for me is always, like, when it's, like, a new girlfriend's, like, parents. Oh. Have you ever had a girlfriend's parents come and see what you do? No. They've heard it before. But I don't think they've ever been to a show. That's nerve-wracking. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) I I had a a girl I dated. We had a dating for, like, almost five years. But, like, I know her parents, and they know me as, like, this sweet soft-spoken guy from Canada, you know? Very chill, like, I don't even have any tattoos, you know? And um, then they came to St. Andrew's Hall to watch me perform, and I don't think they were ever looked at me the same after that. Ruined everything. You know, (laughs) picture me, you know, screaming into a microphone, and you're like, horrified. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
It, it, it is like through my experiences dating when like oh he plays in a band like oh like a full time musician like I guess you can call it that like uh, yeah. I, I always feel so guilty when I write musician on like uh, <laughs> like the card coming back into the country like occupation like musician I'm like well I yell and I flub around on guitar if that's <laughs> if that's what I maybe I should just write that well there's that side of it and then there's the side of it when people look at it and you know the border guys looking at it go rolling his eyes being like yeah so where do you what do you really do for money yeah 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 like does that mean you know you do temp jobs loading trucks or does that mean you sell drugs what does that mean <laughs> probably, yeah that probably is the uh that notion for border like yeah well i i think they look at everyone being like oh you sell drugs at least they look at us as like yeah when we when we before you guys hopped on the tour when we played that Toronto show right right we the guy came on he was standing in front of the bus the bus vaping like biggest tool this guy the agent and, was vaping yeah. <laughs> the Canadian yes. agent yeah crazy and he comes on he goes all right cut the shit what what's going on in here <laughs> and and Ben is like uh, no drugs no drugs and he's like <laughs> it was uh, Ben's like well I just smoked he's like smoked what and Ben's like a cigarette, like it, like it's like like oh you know crack like you're gonna tell this to a, 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 a border agent dude. I'm just reminded of that. Yeah, that's super funny. I remember one time we were crossing in a bus. I find the border people are all really sweet to us when you're in a bus. They think you're like a big deal, and sometimes yeah. they're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, can I get an autograph from a kid? You know, they don't yeah. even know who we are, but they want stuff like that. But when we were in a van, it was definitely more difficult. <laughs> I remember one time we were coming back into Canada, and uh, it was like really late at night, so we're really tired. I was driving, and I pull over and you know hand him the passports, and the guy goes, "How much marijuana is in the vehicle?" I'm like, I'm like, uh, and before I could answer, he points at Bill, Bill who's straight edge at this point. Yeah, points at Bill and goes, <laughs> "When was the last time you smoked?" And Bill goes, "Uh." I've never smoked weed, and it seemed like the biggest lie, even though yeah. he never had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I was just sitting there, like, "Oh god, we're gonna be here a while." But oh but, my gosh, I, I, I don't know. get that vibe from Bill. Like looking at your guys, like bit, like he's he's the culprit. He's the the villain, the right weed villain. But at the same time, like you know, he's like six foot four. I don't know how much he weighs, <laughs> and he's like got its crazy mustache and tattoos. You know what I mean, like. You know, I don't know. I don't know how much <laughs> how judgmental they are at the border, but probably pretty judgmental. Pretty judgmental, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh gosh. Oh, dude, it's so good to have you finally. Um, been trying to set this up for a while. You know, I, I didn't ask you. I didn't call you and be like, "All right, Mike, let's do it over the phone," because I knew I was going to see you on this tour. It's been planned for so long, and all these people would write in, all the fans of the show would write in, and be like, "When are you going to interview Mike? When are you going to interview Mike?" I'm like, "It's coming." So I'm very glad you could be here. Dude, so, so pumped. And it's so a beautiful it's a day. We're in Pomona, California. Indeed. Which, I mean, in terms of the touring life, like Southern California, it's kind of the dream. <laughs> I felt that way early on, for sure. But oh, I'm, it's I'm changed. Like such a, well, I'm just like, I love cold winter snow misery. So, like, being here and also, like, allergies and shit with my voice. Oh, yeah? like, I don't know. If, well, you're always, like, perfectly consistent as long as we've known each other. Well, uh, you say that, but I don't know about that. But <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, just like San Antonio, 
four days, three, four days ago, yeah. my voice was shot. Yeah. I can't do it like climate changes and whatnot. But no, I know. It's the worst. So you bring up beautiful Pomona and I just bitch for <laughs> my little tangent. I, I guess that's just me growing up in a cold ass place. Yeah. To where I'm like, well, all my friends are complaining about how it's getting colder at home and here I am and it's like, you know, 80 five degrees and sunny <laughs> and i'm like yeah living the dream so that's just my take but um no we're sitting on the bus we're having a beer cheers cheers brother. cheers um and i want to ask you about the beer thing because uh, you know i've known you a long time i've known you guys since you were basically like little kids yep you know and my first memory of of your band uh was dave shapiro who's our booking agent not begging, telling us to put you guys on a show at the House of Blues in Cleveland. I'm not sure what year that was. Maybe 07? 06? 06. 06. And, uh, you know, being like, Devil Wears Prada? Uh, okay, whatever. And uh, Cool name. Yeah, well, that's, I, won't, I won't lie. I was like, that's a that's terrible name. Yep. And um, ever since that, we've been friends and we've watched you guys grow into this mature... A serious band. I I'm trying to think of other words, but like a real band with real fans and 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 your own persona and your own moral value and your own everything that goes along with with doing this for you know over ten years now, and that's a cool thing to see. And um, I want to I want to start right off out of the gate, just talking about the whole Christian band thing. How you start as kids saying you're a Christian band you develop a certain fan base and then as you grow older those kinds of things change and I just want to ask you how, how that's been for you guys you know over now over a decade yeah I mean like my faith still plays a a, 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 a very important role in my life but it, it's most certainly different you know I mean like mm-hmm. when you when you guys had us out like when I joined the band I was 16 soon turned 17 and when people ask about the, these kinds of things and like I get these shitty email interviews like what's changed like what do you mean what's changed like what changes in a person from when you're 16 to I'll be 28 here soon like yep. everything changes you know I uh, you know I was everything yeah angsty kid from Ohio I have these lyrically things are, are much different I try not to be as drastic and and uh, melodramatic so much <laughs> with lyrics and and all that um, but I, I think that's just a total parallel to, to faith playing a role in my life, you know? Like, for, like, so many components of your life will change as you get older, and that's faith as well. Um, I just, like, I, I feel more driven. I feel that the more immediate topic to bring up isn't so much of Christianity anymore. Um, I, I feel like the... And people get mad at me saying I'm becoming too political. I, I see online or something like that. But well, you're progressive and Christian, right? Do you know what I mean? And that sometimes those words are not congruent, <laughs> for sure. And which is bizarre to me. Looking I'm, at absolutely like, right, like sure. like I, I'm just like I hate to be so cliche as being like the you know, I'm a believer, not a Christian, or I'm you know it's about God rather than religion. But like those cliches are true. Like yeah. the stereotypes yep. are true because they're I feel them proven correct at least in my own life. So um, yeah, I, I don't know if this answers the question at all, but it just it, it changes, it evolves, and um, I mean when when I speak with God or when I pray, it's different than when it was even you know five years ago. 
Um, I don't feel it's worth apologizing for. I feel like it's still a good stance to have as a band, and I think that it really brings us together. Even guys like John, our keyboard player, is a, an atheist. Like, like, have we ever cared? Like, not even in like the slightest. You know, like it just doesn't. It, it always feels like we're putting in this role of like kind of like this black or white live or die thing. Yeah, and it, it feels it just feels silly anymore. I mean, like when people. It was the common question for even still as far as like doing like the Mayhem tour twice with Slipknot and uh, Slayer twice, Motorhead, like, and everyone being like, oh, you like Christian or whatever. And it's like, you are like on our end, we are persecuted as being bad Christians way more than from the metal side saying like, you know, fuck God. Right. People always think that it's going to be like the bands on the tour, like friends in like Whitechapel, let's say, or like these very, um, I don't know, what would you call that? Like the, like the dark subject matter, rape, murder, blood, violence. Like, yeah. And those are all like always our buddies, you know, it, it's always coming from the church where it's like, you know, beer cursing, uh, you know, looking at our, uh, liberal progressive democrat exactly sort of those aspects like i don't know well i don't know where where it's very convoluted it, I don't it, think it, I it your is and, and like i'm like i'm not you know you know my stance like i guess i'm an atheist i don't know i'm not it doesn't play a role in my life really and i never understood why first of all why cussing was a big deal really <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah yeah well certainly yeah i i gotta say like there's i don't think there's a christian man out there that doesn't say those words when they're like not on stage. True. I mean, maybe, maybe there's some, but it's like, what? Where do you want to draw the line between like what's a show that you're putting on to promote something like, and what is just this is who I am, like or drinking is the same thing. So there's guys that are basically alcoholics, but they're like, no, 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 we can't have a beer on stage. Yeah. It's not Christian. Well, isn't it? A, isn't shouldn't it be more about just being honest and being real, and then promoting whatever message it is? Certainly. I mean, I, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not promoting anything. Like, I'm promoting. Like, I I've had this tremendous blessing to be able to write, and that, like that's my. I like to write. I never anticipated anticipated being a musician. Yeah, being a front man, a singer. I can't sing really. You know, like. I I just I have a, a really tremendous platform to be able to talk about things that are immediate and for me to express myself. The same yep. as if, you know, one were to paint or any means of, of creative expressionism, you know. And you know, that's where I'm at and that's what I do on the stage. I'm not selling a, a product, I'm not selling faith, I'm not it's just right. I get to play guitar, like that's my sure. favorite thing in the world. Like I know. That's the like like when I get to and I mean you're up there ripping like an electric which is rad. I've never done that. Um, no, I'll play like an acoustic thing. But man, Are you if I could do that overseas, play acoustic. Yeah, probably because we, yeah, have, to, we have to play for I'm so pumped. long. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to break it up a little bit with something like that. Um, we haven't talked about what we're doing overseas actually, but um, but man, like I haven't had the feeling since the band started of just like putting on an electric guitar and hearing that amp like rip in behind me. That's fun, man. Dude, yeah, that like that's the dream. Like that was some of it becomes so like diluted too and when, when you get to this certain point. I feel like I'm I'm such a dick on this tour cuz we go up there and we're like, "Oh, we've been playing for 11 years and this is our the we're going to make it like we play this medley of our old songs 
and we sing we hate our old songs. Old yeah, songs I want to ask you about that too. Go on though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm up there being bitter and jaded. And I'm like, well, Silverstein, you guys are what, 16 years in, right? Yeah, 17. Like, gosh, I mean, and I'm the one complaining. It, it's it's entirely backwards, and I apologize for that. I need to apologize to all of your guys individually. I feel for my my crappy attitude. No, um, I mean, I, I have it literally. I'm looking at my notes, and I have. I'm just going to read my notes verbatim. So people can tell how shitty they are. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, playing old songs despite not wanting to. Are you at all embarrassed about the band in terms of the old days and the aesthetics? Even your band name. Sometimes you say we are TDWP rather than <laughs> saying we are the Devil Wears Prada. I've heard you say that. So, oh, so oh. there's my there's my notes, and you can. That's not really a question, but go. You can right, run it, with that. It's 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 a very astute observation. I, I feel like it, it, the old material is embarrassing. I mean, lyrically, it's. Again, it was like these huge life or death matters when I was just, you know, a, an angsty teenager. I'm yes. depressed. I'm lonely. You know, not very many friends. Don't like school. Good. Like I was a. I. I wasn't like stupid. You know, I had good grades and everything. <laughs> like, but I, I just never. It just never clicked that way. Yeah. And I, and I never. I didn't realize I could love where I lived. Until I moved to Chicago, I always hated Ohio. Yeah. Sorry, Ohio fans, like you guys are great. I call it the worst state once on this podcast. Really? And I got a lot oh, of hate no. mail for that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, what, "What do you think the worst state is?" I'm like, "I don't know, Ohio." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I mean, like it is like there's this place in Columbus we play that is just absolutely amazing, super cool. Um, I think it's called Newport. It's yeah, like, yeah, I know like, Newport. Yeah, yeah, like man, those shows. Are so incredible, Bogarts forever. I'm sure you guys are playing Bogarts. Like, um, but yeah, you know that was me then, and kind of going back to the whole the Christian conversation. Like that's just the change that happens, you know. Like I didn't like the guys that named the Devil Wears Prada aren't in the band anymore. Like that was the three starting guys, right? And we had to (laughs) like receive inherit this horrible, stupid name, you know. And it, it is embarrassing, but at the same time, you know, the one thing I can't apologize for, and I never will, is that those things were always honest and sincere. It never was. Of course. It still was never, like, selling a product, you know, like, doing, like, a stupid cover song at one point, like, having these bright t-shirts and whatnot. Like, that was just the, that was us. Like, that was what we wanted to do, you know. Um, and, yeah, it was honest, which maybe I should be a little more embarrassed or abashed and, and looking at it and being like, yeah, I honestly did like bright blue like vibe, like that whole look yeah. and looking at old promo photos. And um, it is a little embarrassing, but, you know, it, it came from the heart. And if I couldn't say that, then it would be further embarrassing by all means, I think. Well, I think the difference is that you were just so young, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're talking about you started the band when you were 16 years old. You know, when we started the band, I was like 20 you know, we didn't record our first record until I was like 22. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that changes within a person, Definitely. you know, in terms of maturity in that age, which is way, maybe why with Silverstein, we we do still back our stuff. Uh-huh. Do we think it's the best stuff we ever did? No. <laughs> Are there some embarrassing times, songs, lyrics? Of course. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we, I would never make a statement like that. Um Maybe first of all because I don't really feel that way, and second of all, just I don't know. I feel like it's the kind. It's 
I don't want to say pretentious, but it's almost like you're. What about that kid that loves that shit? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's like, oh man, like Mike doesn't even like it, and he's just playing it, and like, does that does it take away something? Maybe from the experience, know. like, or does it not even matter to you? I mean, the experience is still a show. It, it's still adrenaline. You know, it's not like I mm-hmm. just stand there like, uh, you know, woe is me. This sucks. But then, like, but then the same thing is is like, well, if you just say we don't like these songs. And then you rock the fuck out. Then it's almost like, well, is he like faking it? Is he pretending well, no, that he? No, and, and it's not. It's not pretending. I don't. That's another. Like, I don't have. I'm not selling anything. Right. I don't have to pretend ever. That that's the that's the the blessing I mentioned earlier. Like, that's the cool part. Um, I mean, it's fun to play. I mean, I wish I played guitar. That I'd love it. Probably. <laughs> it's just it's just hearing the recordings, man. Like it yeah. is just like just detestable I, uh, just like this atrocity of like god yeah uh, like th- that's that's where it's really bad like when we made this medley John our keyboard player he just like he's like oh like he wasn't with us way back then so he just like oh these are the popular songs I guess put them together and send them over and I listened to it once I'm like oh my vocal like I didn't know how to record sure like, it's still like even newer 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 material like oh your voice changed your voice was better back then and it was like i i didn't i was so uncomfortable it was just you know from the throat rather yeah. than you know what what's a show um so yeah i i guess it's it, it's not like i'm standing up there being like and i'm it, it's not like judgment either being like you guys are dumb for liking material that i don't like right i i i, I can understand how it's somewhat offensive to fans but still I, I'm still just being honest you know yeah. I'm not going to pretend I like that material but if people are stoked to hear it then like they paid like give like true I understand that so you ever think about doing any re-records of that old material yeah yeah I mean like because it's been long enough now like contractually you probably could right and also Rise Records too You're exactly back the, on those Rise. two yeah. yeah, those two were our first with Rise, and then we were out for a while, and then we just did the EP and our newest EP and uh, Transit Blues, our new record with Rise. So like it would it would be legally very uh, I don't, like I don't know it, it'd just be super easy legally yeah. and all that like paper like because I'd love to re-release stuff like from our time with Ferret, which was really just Warner and then yeah. Roadrunner and whatnot. Like when I think about like you know, if we did like a five year tour for our one of our Roadrunner records, like, oh, so let's do a new vinyl colorway and all this and then thinking about it I mean like, oh, that'd be such a nightmare. Because, like <laughs> the team isn't there anymore and all and like just the, the major label kind of umbrella and all that. Um but yeah, a re record would be I yeah. think, a, 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 yeah, a challenging yeah. but fun endeavor. Yeah, it could be because you guys. I mean, your new stuff sounds amazing. Um, Thank you. Let's talk about the new record for a second before we get into the old days. Um, Yeah, tell the people about it. It's it just came out. Yep. Uh, Yeah, I I think it came out the seventh, and the first show this run was the eleventh, and then you guys joined up like fourteenth, fifteenth, or somewhere in there. Um, Yeah, six full lengths. We called it Transit Blues. I called it Transit Blues. my my idea w- was was kind of the the degeneration the degradation of of what happens over time and and transit being the more physical of, um kind of example yep. as far as like going from one place to another sure. but it's just as much um uh something that's mental and not so physical as far as going from what like aging and and that kind of thing 
Um, I've had a hard time with anxiety and panic attacks over the last three or four years. Um, and, and looking at those things, and obviously that's not something that's so physical. Um, and I wanted to approach those topics, and uh, it kind of all kind of felt like it felt under the umbrella of transit blues being that aging, getting older, body breaking down. I mean, getting sore for no reason, not <laughs> not being able to be as physical. You're not as even like thirty yet. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it's already uh, happening. Yeah. It, it's definitely <laughs> happening. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I in. It's very personal. There, there's also you know fictional work in there, narrative based work. But um, I get a, a little bit of a synopsis of my life as of late, and um, I feel like it, in in like doing these meet and greets we've been doing on this tour, Memphis Mayfire and Prada, we is that something you've done much in the past of? No, okay, a um, little bit, a little bit here and there, but um, like it. It, you, you, we're talking about being honest and whatnot, or like, what, like even this question, like, what's it about? And I feel like a lot of my work is just really sort of veered towards like the, my my own disintegration, like getting older. And we we did a record called Dead Throne, which was our fourth full length, and it was a lot of anti idolatry in my own life and other people looking at bands as being heroes, which I hate. And I think since then, rather than telling people what to do, I just put myself down so people can like. I don't know. Maybe it's an exercise of humility. I don't know. This doesn't answer your question. I don't know. No, it absolutely. It, 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 yeah. I mean, I said t- t- talk about the new record. That's exactly what you're doing. I mean, that's that's yeah, well. answering the question. But um, yeah, you talk a little bit about anxiety. And you talk about over the last three, four years, and over the last what year? You guys have been very inactive. Uh huh. Um, obviously, member change with uh, Daniel leaving the band. I don't know. I don't even know what happened, and I don't need to speculate. Um, but I will say this for maybe the first time ever, I see you guys really happy <laughs> and having a blast like, you know, w- with like Kyle, you know, your, your new guitar player and John, your keyboard player. And of course, you know, Jeremy and Andy and it, like everybody is just like, do you seem like more of a unit? You uh-huh. guys are like living it up, having like parties on your bus uh, my favorite is Ladies' Night, which I, I'm putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, people, for sure, dude. Yeah. People think, oh, Ladies' Night. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's cliche, right? Oh, yeah. Bands going to have Ladies' Night on their bus. No, 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 no. Not Ladies' Night. Late, Late 80s, 80s night. night. There are no women around. There are no women. <laughs> Giuseppe's wife, and that's it. And yeah. your dog. Yeah. Th- those no, are the two women uh, that, that joined us <laughs> the other night for uh, Ladies' Night. Late 80s Night, which... Um, is just a giant dance party with 30 year old men and drinking booze. IPA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But like, I don't think that that happens a couple years ago. And I For could sure. be wrong. Make, like, maybe it's you guys coming out of your shell, getting older, you know, just kind of like letting things go a little bit easier. But I don't know if you have what you can say about that. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I love to read, and reading always puts me to sleep. You know, people always bitch, like, I don't like reading books. It makes me tired. Like, well, that's good. I like sleeping. <laughs> so, excuse me. Uh, I was reading the other day, and I, I fall asleep a little bit, or I'm, like, kind of in and out. And I it was, like, earlier in the tour, and Quinn comes on. Quinn, who's doing lights, and Quinn, like, now one of a very close friend. He plays drums in my other band. He's, like, guitar tech for us. He's been assistant tour manager. He's done merch. He's guitar tech, but he doesn't play guitar. But, like, <laughs> Quinn's the best. And I heard Quinn walking on the bus, and he goes, 
uh, he's like, man, it just feels like better on here. And it was just like Ben in the front lounge and Quinn, Ben, our tour manager, for yeah. those that don't know, Ben, our tour manager of nearly nine years uh, uh, in yeah. front of house engineer. Like, he's in the band just as much as the band members are. Like, he does everything with us. Um, and, like, Quinn comes on and, and tells Ben, like, yeah, it's just like, feels like better on here it's weird man like it's weird getting to the point where you realize you don't have to like step on or what's like what's the the phrase like stepping on eggshells or something sure yeah like walking on eggshells right right um and i i don't want to get into the band separation and what happened with daniel and whatnot either but um yeah man it's just like it's a better vibe i remember early on jeremy and i really butted heads jeremy and i were like I think it was a little bit of competition, but right, like I, the singer frontman yeah, thing. Yeah, and I don't know why, because I've never been like I've never been like heavy-handed in anything like vocally. Yeah, not so much. Like the guys trust me to write and do all like a hundred percent of the lyrics and everything, you know. But him and I always butted heads, and I remember like it was actually in California. We had like an off day in L.A. and Robert, our former tour manager, he rented a car, and we were just going to go shopping. And I remember we're like, oh, cool, cool. And Jeremy was still asleep. And I remember being like, oh, let's go before Jeremy wakes up because I don't want to deal with him today. Like, I, I, Wow. Just like that vibe. I don't know if it's just like us being totally childish, but I definitely see it in other bands too. Um, but that just doesn't happen anymore, man. And I, I think it also kind of comes with drinking. Like, you know, I was I was straight edge back in the day with, with mm-hmm. you know, early on. I, I mean, I didn't drink till I was uh, just before I turned 23. Um and I think that's changed a lot of it. Being being a awkward, anxious person, um, and not to be so repetitive, but I mean, it really does take the edge off of, of <laughs> social circumstances. Yeah, you know? I mean, gosh, yeah. I can't imagine dating without drinking as I was back then. You know, um, or ever like I've been with my my girlfriend now for coming up on two years. And gosh, if I hadn't been drinking when I met her and like our first dates and whatnot, like. It's just a train wreck of like anxiety, you know. So I, I, to get back to it, yeah. what you're like, I think drinking also kind of helped, and you know, it, it, it was early on. All you young kids, listen to this. Start drinking. Yeah, dude, drink. <laughs> drink. Do not drink at a young age because I've had to hear all the horrible stories from people like Kyle, our, our guitar player, who was a total fucking maniac, you know, as a kid, and just he looks back and he's like, "Nope, I was the worst." I, you know. Like, he's, yeah. like, trying to, I don't like, make up for his sins or something, <laughs> you know, as far as, like, being a shitty kid drinking. Um, so I definitely don't want to, I don't want to promote drinking in, in those regards. But, you know, like, early Warp Tours and whatnot, and, like, Jeremy and Andy and, like, everyone out there, like, just raging, and I just sit in my bunk being, like, just steaming, you know? And that's right. a horrible vibe. Right. Um, and now we're at the point, and, like, with G, Giuseppe, who plays drums with us now, and, like... John, who I think the world of Kyle, who like I keep telling people like Kyle coming in the band and like when Kyle and I started working together on my other band, it was like, have you seen the movie Step Brothers? Of course. Yeah. Like and they realize they're best friends like they yep. the, the parallels. And <laughs> Do we just become best friends. Yup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that was kind of Kyle and I like like he like talking about guitar and I'm kind of talking about guitar. We're at this amazing bar right around the corner from me in Chicago and and I like kind of tell him like yeah I'm a, he mentioned something I'm like I'm a gear snob like before we really get anything it's like oh me too and in the back of my mind I'm like oh are you because 
I will beat you in, in gear snobbery. <laughs> but it, yeah, that, like that was like Kyle and I hitting off and then Kyle and I, we started this band and then um, he realized he, he had offers to tech and certain bands and he turned them down because he's like, I want to play. I don't want to be the guitar tech. And then he got so sick of working like these dead end jobs back in Chicago and whatnot. He started working for us, guitar teching for us. And then yeah. he, uh, um, when Chris decided to leave the band and stay home with his wife and new baby, yep. um, Kyle just turned, was our guitar player. So Kyle's just been like this virus further inf- infecting my life and all of my work and endeavors. Just seeping into everything. Yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, I think the world of him. I, think I do the too. World of him he's a, he's a, a great player. guy. Yeah. I didn't really know him at all before uh, this tour. And me he actually and him. lived in Toronto for a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. He had, we hadn't talked about that, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm I'm really enjoying hanging out with with all like you know the new members of Prada and and it does feel like you know you Andy Jeremy being the original guys, have kind of come into your own your own as well. So it's it's really is a a beautiful thing. Um, I want to talk about the the two lead singer thing with you and Jeremy for a second, as this is the lead singer syndrome podcast. Uh, you know, you say you do a majority of the writing or all the writing of the lyrics. Has it always been that way? Yep. And so when you guys are writing songs, how do you determine, like, what he's going to sing, what you're going to scream, like, where those parts are? I mean, like, sonically, it, it sometimes becomes pretty obvious, especially in that we, like, we love slow stuff. We love slowing down. We love these quiet moments. And I think that's pretty pretty obvious in looking at, like, the Space EP and Transit Blues. Um Another part of what I really hated about our old material was that it was so forced. So forced to hear Jeremy like, oh, here comes the chorus. Ta-da, Jeremy sings. You yeah. Know? And I, I, that, that di- dichotomy is just so overridden and just, like, it's just so predictable. So a big part of, like, with Transit Blues was Jeremy and I working together and all of us collectively. John plays a big part in me writing. Like, I, I take things to John and we demo it out together and we be like, how about this instead? Like he's like our, a pre-producer, right? Before we go into the studio, so John, Jeremy, and I, and John and Jeremy work together a lot as far as melodies, which I'm not—I have no gift <laughs> for for singing melodies or singing really. Um, it, it's just trying to fit it in as a as an additional element anymore, and like that's been a, a, a fun and rewarding challenge for us is to go about that. Um, and not feel so forced because early on, like uh, you know, as far as us writing together and whatnot, it's been very. It was again, it, it either felt, it just felt so predictable. So now, as far as the way we go about songwriting, it it, it needs to be fluid, and um, you know, there, there's never really an ego. Jer- like I, I'll give all the praise in the world to Jeremy about that. As far as, like it's never like oh I want to sing here what like right. we just don't go about it that way like vocals have never been like I've never wanted to be like the front man of the band you know like anymore like I feel like these bands are always like it's like boy bands anymore man like it, it's like a character on fucking Instagram like I'm just another member of the band it doesn't matter if I'm the front the vocalist or whatever right. um, and that's that's the way we've gone about it and again like early on Jeremy and I kind of butt heads a bit but um anymore you know it just feels like where it's natural and a lot of it too is i've become much more yelly with what i do um and with with certain yelly parts like we'll really bury jeremy down and do lower stuff because that's also what we want to listen to you know like early on like like looking at choruses and you know just loving like like a good like seosin chorus let's say or sure. even like your, your guys' shit of course like 
and it was it was like so high and anymore it just feels like it feel it, it feels like disturbing or like penetrating to to the listening experience of the song um so yeah we, we try to go about it uh creatively and 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 using all the range that we can between me not being able to sing but me trying to do more yelly stuff spoken word-ish kind of stuff um and then jeremy being a, a good singer and being able to go <laughs> in the studio and absolutely do what i can do that's awesome no it's uh yeah i always wondered about that it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, well, we're already like probably halfway, more than halfway. So it's kind of weird to go back to the beginning and the roots of of Mike. How do you even say your last name? Heranica. Heranica. Yeah, there it is, right from the horse's mouth. Yeah, I'm sure you've had all different incarnations of Rancia. how to say Rancia. it. Yeah, or how to spell it. Yeah, you know, I had Adam Lazara on the podcast once and he's like <laughs> every like trophy in my family has like a different version oh, of the no. spelling Gosh. <laughs> so i imagine that's the same the same for you um <laughs> but yeah like talk a little bit about kind of how you got into this i mean you say you're not a, really a singer you say you feel like a bit like a fraud when oh, putting words in your mouth you feel a bit like a fraud when you put musician on your your <laughs> occupation form um so how did you end up here you know how did you come from a kid, whatever, you know, I assume you had parents and brothers and sisters. How did you transition from that, a kid in Ohio, to now singer of this band so many years later? Yeah, I uh, I think like anyone getting into heavier music, it was just like the heavier stuff I heard on the radio and then like hearing Slipknot when I'm 13 or 14 or something, you know, and like it just it went that to the next band to the next band to, the, to like thrice and thursday and whatnot and then i just started going to every show i could and it was weird because i never went to any like big shows like i never saw like very many signed bands i just saw all the local bands i loved and i had like such a like kind of respect and reverence for those guys it's like oh that's amazing like i love doing it um i started a joke band with chris because chris our former guitar player really goofy dude um, we started this joke, like tough guy mosh band, and I, I did. What was it called? It was called X Gumby X. X Gumby X. Perfect. Please, to the to those listening to this, do not look into X Gumby X. The, the recordings exist. Yeah, somewhere I think. Wow. If I find it, oh, it's terrible. It's, if it's I find just, it, I'm playing it at the end of the show. <laughs> it's it's like all joke lyrics. Like I, it, like the lyrics were like I hate. Circa Survive was one of the lyrics because they they were like, like it sounded pretty and whatnot. And now, like even knowing Anthony, <laughs> I've never told Anthony this, but he, I I know he'd love it. I think he would love it. Like I don't know Anthony well, but I think he'd love it. Um, so I was doing that, and then the it, it was like a kind of like using the quotes here, the super group of Dayton, as far as because each of the oh, three yeah. guys in the band were already in other bands and then they came together to do like this synthy metalcore band and uh their singer didn't have a car so could never get to practice it's like oh we need a new singer 
And I just went to their practices because I thought the songs were cool and I liked hanging out with the guys. So they had this dude come. I forget his name. I know the original singer was named Syrup for those, okay. for those curious. And uh, this dude came and he's like, I, I don't know the songs. And they like, we're again, you know, 16, 18 year olds. They're like, dude, just scream. Like, you know, it's like a keyboard amp yeah. or whatever, like a mic with an XLR to quarter inch. And yep. just, <laughs> just make a sound. You don't have to make words. Just, yep. And he just wouldn't do it. So I was like, oh, I, I know the song they're playing because they had a demo on MySpace. And I just did it. And everyone was like, whoa, Mike, you just sing. And I remember we went out to the cul-de-sac. This was James, our keyboard, our original yep. keyboard player. Yeah, I know his, James. His parents' house. And uh, took me out to the cul-de-sac. Like, why don't you sing? And I'm like, I don't know. So I just did. And then that, that was it. There's, yep. there's nothing past that. And I was just like, all I wanted to do, like, I never, like, management, record labels, tour managers, front of house, like, all that's, uh, like, all I wanted to do was go to the shows I was already going to, because I loved all these local bands. Yeah. And, like, it'd be sweet if I didn't have to pay. Is this, like, in Dayton at the Attic? Yep. That's the venue? It's funny, because I had Caleb from Beartooth, and he was talking about that, and, like, that's such a hotbed, man. Like you think yeah, about like all po- the bands that have come poetic back in the day, and like we we did, yeah, yeah. I love that band, dude. Like New Still Medicines some, is like, dude, what so a good. record, so good. Um, yeah, it was that in like Hawthorne Heights, of course. Yeah, was, uh, Attack Attack. I mean, I guess like didn't Austin Carlisle? He's from there too. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Yeah, I guess because he was in that band. Like, right. like all these people. Like I think Telly. Lord of Lives from there too Yeah he played Yeah He played in a local band I never knew them But it was kind of like Playing the same rooms And whatnot It's just so wild Like all these people Came from this scene And you almost have to Attribute it to Like what you're talking about People going to shows Local shows And just it being a scene Yeah I mean like You know it's It's easy to pick on Ohio And I I do frequently Um, Born Pittsburgh so and being a sports nut, I rail into of course I rail right. into Jeremy all day. who's a Bengals and Ohio State fan and all this, but it's easy to pick on it, man. But like I, I grew up like riding BMX and you know riding with dudes that skated, and you do that. You play sports, which I played hockey as a kid. Yeah, um, or you you play music. It's pretty. It's like super cut and dry. Like it, it, that's just what we did. Like everyone wanted like. I got a guitar a year before I joined Prada, the Christmas before. My parents got me a guitar, and, you know, it's like the little combo, like the, the pack for 200 bucks or whatever, because I really wanted to play guitar. And, like everyone else, like just wanting to riff. And I, I, I not to speak for all these dudes that are from, like, Miss May I, like, I remember meeting right, Levi. Right, that's another band, was sure. Like, I was selling t shirts, I had a little t shirt company. And I was 17, I remember he would drive from Troy, Ohio to Tip City, Ohio. He lived in Troy, and I lived in Tip. And I played hockey in Troy because it was a bigger town. I remember him coming to my house to, like, buy T-shirts and whatnot. Like, it's just... It, I don't it's know, crazy, I don't, man. It's, it's just, wild. That's Ohio, I guess. It's I a wild know. world. And then, like, <laughs> we're all like, yep, we'll see you all on Warp Tour this summer. You know, yeah, like, it's yeah, always like... it's just up. How does this all happen, you know? It's, yeah. it's like the world is so, like, so small. Uh-huh. You know? It, like, you can't... It's such a cliche, but then 
it's just so true. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Right. You know, and that coincidence is like that. Like I, I'm excited for Europe too. Like, oh, this band is playing like down the road. Like, right. Of yeah. course. Good shit, man. Um, one thing that that I heard, one thing Craig from Rise told me once. He told me, and I don't know if this is true or if you know this. He told me once that the only reason he signed you guys was because Drop Dead Gorgeous, who was like the biggest band on Rise, asked him to. Drop Dead asked Craig to sign us? That's what Craig told me. Uh, were you friends with them? No. They were They were definitely blowing up, though, and it was also, you know, like, keys and synths, so it was like kind of the same scene. Maybe I'm mixing something up, but that's what Craig told me at some point, that he only signed you guys for that reason. Which is hilarious because then you ended up being by far the biggest band that was ever on Rise Records, um, you know. And like it was crazy. I remember having I remember having lunch with Craig one time, um, right outside the Hawthorne Theater. You know, there's like that little Mexican spot Certainly. we were having yep, a meeting because yep. because Craig always wanted to sign Silverstein. Like since like we first put out our record on That's Victory, Craig. he's I always been not like kind of oh, knocking yeah. on the door. You know, so we've always been friends. And I remember him being like, hey, Devil Wears Prada, you know, they're, they're doing really well. I'm like, yeah, they're doing really well. And he flashed me like a check that he was going to give you guys, like a royalty tea check. And I was like, oh, shit, he pays his bands. And like, that's like, very I'm not going to say how much guys. money it is. I was like, damn, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then he said, and then he told me that story about about like, yeah, like I just signed him because I someone like it's also asked so Craig to, to like flash a check. <laughs> <laughs> I love Craig. I don't mean to like. I like love Craig up. too. He's one of my favorite like favorite music industry people ever. He, um, yeah. and I've known him for over well over a decade, despite us only putting out one record on Rise. Um, but I just I just wanted to bring that up that antidote, and, and if that was a thing you knew about, if it's even true. I could be completely mixing it up, but no. I I mean, like there was there was Drop Dead. Uh, I think Dance Gavin was about then. Dance Gavin. They were Dance. just about the same time yeah. as you guys, and bef- uh, before their eyes, maybe. And oh shit! Amorosa EP yeah. was was out about that time. Yeah, Amorosa, their former band. That was band name. That was our second tour ever, like our self book tour. Like, yeah. I mean, it was we it's were another Ohio band. Yeah, well, what kind of? Well, Chris, for, you know, true, Lake Moss was Ohio guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, we we were in the process of putting together a press pack to try to get signed, and while we were doing that, like waiting for like photos to like do our first promos yeah. and everything, and uh, Chris was just like bored and emailed. And this is how I remember. Chris might say something different. Chris Ruby, uh, we were like he was like bored and just emailed Rise like. Hey, check out our band, and like Craig came back, like I'll sign you. <laughs> really? Yeah. So we never put together a press pack, or it was. I swear, was, like, I swear, Craig told me that, but it might, maybe it's not true, or maybe I'm mixing it up. No, but. I mean, like, and Craig is very likely to recall better than me. I, I don't have sure. the, the most accurate memory by any stretch, but uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty simple, pretty plain, sweet. Yeah, and here, mean, and here we are, and, and you guys have been on a bit of a ride since, but. But back on Rise, which is cool, which is very cool. Yeah, man. Gosh. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you've been having some vocal issues. I've been having. Well, I, my vo- my voice has been fine, but I've been sick. You can probably people can hear it, and my my sinuses are like all clogged. 
How's that work for you um, generally on tour? You hold up pretty well, or are you kind of a a guy that has problems with your voice? I I don't hold up very well. I know guys that are such troopers over me by any means, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's so fickle, and it, it, it becomes. It, I, I feel that it's so much in your head. It's so much placebo. Um, I kind of got that from like I listened to you and uh, Paul Mark talking on on the, the podcast, and yeah. you guys getting into it, and, and for me being really able to identify like and, and like. A lot of the time, I always go back to uh, our good buddy Jeremy McKinnon. Who, yeah. gosh, how many songs does he sing "Scream" a night? And like, dude doesn't warm up, doesn't really do like he chews gum when he plays, like that. And like, it keeps like the saliva going. I guess I don't. I've yeah. I think I tried it one song. I was like, no way. Not I tried it before gum. too, and I was yeah. just choking on the gum. Yeah, exactly, I didn't have exactly. the like <laughs> the technique yet, right? Um, and he, like he's always been like it's in your head. It's a, and like uh, Kevin Scaff saying I've heard, he's kind of told me the same. And, and this was years ago, and you know when it was Pierce the Veil, a day to remember the Devil Wears Prada Silverstein tour. Yeah, in early two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, early two thousand eight. Like she's what a lineup. Can we put that one together again? The headliner Tommy might Shapiro. need to change, but <laughs> well, I mean, gosh, don't, you don't have to tell me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't do anything too special. I, I've kind of come down as far as my vocal warm-ups are a little more minimalized. I, I think that it's more just trying to be mindful during the set to not over-push. Um, to try to be conscious of, like, we play in-ears. Everyone uses in-ear monitors now, I feel like. It's very common. Yeah. I, I'd say it's it's way more common than not using them, right. for sure. Do you like them? Um... I do. Uh-huh. I feel like the still the best is like if you have a perfect wedge mix. Yeah, it's still okay. better than in ears. But getting a perfect wedge mix is almost impossible. And then of course you have to stand in the same spot, right? Because uh-huh. if you move, then you're not in the same zone as the speaker. So, um, but I just have so many problems with in ears like breaking, uh-huh. cables going, like. Water gets in them and then they don't yeah. sound right. Like those kind of issues. Well, your ears, you like, know, are annoying. But like your ears expand, like your ears grow your entire life. You know, like, yeah, physically. So yeah, I'm on like I can't like. Well, I remember when you guys brought us out and see it. Like that was the first time I'd seen in ears and all this, and be like, whoa. And then getting them, and I've pretty much hated them ever since. Yeah, I like we play to a click, and I love that. Like click keeps me on, and especially also playing like. Like queuing um, our our video production on a tour like this, you have right. to kind of do that, of course. Um, as well as counting in songs that you know the drummer doesn't pop 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 pop. You don't have it. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's the only reason I have in ears is for the click. Yeah, I hate them otherwise. So it, it's kind of that as well. I'm also I blast my uh, crowd mix. So I'm trying to get as much of the PA, right. and, and I, 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 we run vocals through the wedges as well, so I try to get a little more body on yeah. stage. Um, we don't have crowd mics. No? No, we don't have them. I would hate it. I'd hate it even yeah. more. It's a little... I also use ambient ears, too. I don't know if you've ever tried those. I, I haven't. No, I haven't tried them. I know about them, yeah. You're just a, a pro, and I'm just like a little baby being like ah, I hate this I hate that like yeah I, I, I find like you just get used to it I mean I remember the first show we ever played with in-ears was like the worst like yeah. the feeling of it yeah. the disconnect like people are 
saying stuff in the crowd. Like I always take an ear out when, when I talk to the crowd, uh-huh. just so I can hear if somebody yells something. <laughs> I took out my ear once, and it just filled with sweat. Couldn't hear out of the ear. I've never. Oh taken really? Oh maybe that's like, why no. men are breaking all the time. <laughs> um, I don't know. That makes sense. No. <laughs> Uh, you know, I also take him out like at the last song on on the tour or the last song of the show. I always take him out so I can actually like, oh, the crowd is alive because I'm right. hearing like this dull reproduction. It almost feels like. I don't no, know. it is it is funny though how how much it changes your perception of the crowd and the energy. You know, certainly. Um, also, having these fucking things in your in your ears too, like head banging, is weird. You know, yeah. but the click track thing you bring up is funny. The first time we ever played to a click track. We were playing with you guys. What show? Um, we played the first tour we ever played to a click, which is funny for like band guys listening because they were like, "What? Silverstein didn't play to a click? We didn't play to a click for the first ten years we were a band." Wow, really? Yeah, we didn't play to a click. We never recorded to a click for the first like two records, and that's also why the songs yeah. are so shitty. We always recorded to a click, but uh, <laughs> you know, with, with we well we we used the first couple records. We had a lot of tempo changes, mm-hmm. which looking back, we probably didn't have to, yeah. but we just were like, no, we want this part to be extra heavy, so we got to slow it down, which, whatever. But no, <laughs> I, I remember the first time we, we did it, we finally like rigged up the click and whatever, and, and you know, uh, I don't, it wasn't even programmed, it was just like a Tama rhythm watch, yeah, like, yeah. you know, shitty plastic box. But we were playing with you guys on that tour we did across Canada, like 2010. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember... Uh, we played it was like the first show so it's like super awkward and all the songs felt slow oh yeah that, you know? that's another thing super slow and i remember us playing and, and walking out and i think it was you that told me you're like no it was, it was good it was like way better you guys are like way tighter i think but smile on your sleep was way too slow i and said that, i didn't say that I, maybe i think it was you if it wasn't you maybe it was maybe it was dan it was i think it was you i don't feel like i've ever had to critique your guys' shit I don't know. I think we were just talking about it, though. Like, you weren't critiquing it. I was probably it. bitching about in-ears, per usual. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. I, um, I can oh, no, remember it. Remember. Yeah. I can remember it, yeah. But, yeah, but it's, it's just funny um, how, yeah, we went 10 years without, without ever playing to a click, and now I can't even imagine not playing to a click. Uh, that's the, again, that's why I like the, the only saving grace of in-ears for me. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh man! So, but the, you know, back to your question, as far as yeah, that, uh, um, like maintaining my voice and whatnot, it's a, a lot comes down to the in ears. As, as sad as that is, I guess you but, mean it helps. Yeah, hear well, yourself a lot better. Yeah, but the, at the same time, when I take my ears out at the end of a show, so I can like get that experience, I'm always like, I feel like I can hear myself better now, like hearing the PA, you know, reverberate through the room and whatnot. Um, well, you ever thought you ever thought about using ears just on certain songs? No, because the sweat. I'm yeah. super sweaty. I'm a, a fucking. I'm a pig. Like I, I sweat a lot. I'm sweating like crazy right now. For listeners to probably stinking up your. your you bus. look pretty good to me. Thanks, man. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we go, we got a big thing coming up very soon in America called the election. You've been very vocal. <laughs> You've been very vocal on stage. You say fuck Trump every show. And I appreciate that you say fuck Trump in Philadelphia and New York and Massachusetts. But you also say fuck Trump in a Christian venue in Nashville. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the people that need to hear it most. Well, right? that's that's you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I we played like before you guys jumped on the tour. We played Denver, and then we had a day off in Kansas City, and then Chicago. Yeah, I've lived in Chicago eight coming up on eight years or something. And I just flew home from Denver and didn't hang out in Kansas City. The other guys went and saw Cigaros, which I'm jealous of. But I just went home wow. and ran some errands. I live by myself, so. Like maintaining my home and I have a little lamp for my plants so my, I try to keep my plants from dying <laughs> I set all that stuff up see yep. my, my lady and I in early voting so I'm like I'm so jazzed that I've already participated good because I, I you. yeah like I didn't vote for uh, I didn't vote for President Obama the first election and I'm like ashamed um, the the second in 2012 was the first time I'd voted so now I, I understand the importance and I definitely urge people regardless of your your party or, or your views, you know, to, to have your part. Um, but regarding old Donnie, Donnie J, uh, I, I just, man, like, come, like, let's, nothing else ever had to happen. Like, we could sit here talking for hours about it, but let's just go back to Mexicans or rapists and murderers. Like, that, like that alone is enough. Like for like, gosh, man, like, and and even getting back to like talking about like my faith and my Christianity, like, like who, like where would Jesus be sitting at this point as far as like accepting people about helping people, like as far as taxes and whatnot, I pay my taxes and it sucks. I'm like super broke right now, like more broke than I've been since I joined the band, and before that because I just worked at Dairy Queen, (laughs) but like. Like we need to give our money to help people. Like it's so, it's so blatantly obvious to someone that that has traveled as we have as well. Where you go to these beautiful places throughout Scandinavia, even like Canada for like, and 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 the same way with like gun violence, and whatnot is also a very hot topic of ours. Um, and and a, an appearance in the new album, we have a, a song called Lock and Load. So that also shifts my political views, but. Um, no one's coming to take guns. People need to be treated equally, regardless of their gender or their their uh, their sexual identity. Um, yep. And why why the hell should I have to say this in 2016? Like it's it's it, it, man because it's so right because the last last time like I checked setting everything back. Well, because the last time I checked, he's in the lead. I was watching Excuse TV me. yesterday, and he had a one-point lead. What? Well, how does this polling, happen? Polling is like. Well, polling. I know, but like maybe people need to fucking understand that this is not fake. This is real life. Like, I'm not okay. I'm Canadian, right? Uh huh. So I look at this all, and I don't have a say. It affects me. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it affects me. It affects the whole it world. Affects the whole world. Yes. But I look at it when it was first happening. And I just give a little chuckle, like, oh, yeah, this, Everyone like, did. little silly, like, thing that's going to be Ego, man. a little TV thing and whatever. He'll drop out. Not only did he not drop out, not only did he win the primary, now we're sitting, today is the 2nd of November. The election mm-hmm. is in, what, six days? Yes. And... He might have a one-point lead. The look of sheer terror in your eyes is inexplicable to to listeners. I'd like to make note. This podcast, I'm going to put this one out on Monday, which is just a few days before the election. And I haven't said a lot. (laughs) Um, 
And part of it is because I feel like people are always like, you're Canadian, shut the fuck up. Okay, you can say it to me, but it does affect the whole world. And really, if someone's listening to this, please, please go out and vote. Certainly, yeah, absolutely. And if unless you're a Trump supporter, then definitely don't vote. <laughs> I hope it's, then it's I hope you so get a flat bizarre. tire that day. Yeah. Gosh, no, I'm man. not going to be shy about my my opinion and what I think, and and I think people should vote for Clinton. Um, I don't like like we had Fat Mike on here a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he talked a lot about how um, people are saying, "Oh, it's she's the lesser of two evils," and Fat Mike was like, "No, no, 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 she's actually." Very qualified to be president of the United States. Everyone acknowledges that. Everyone knows that. Regard- Republicans okay, then, acknowledge then why that. are like, people just? Why are people? People need to just stop fucking around. I, I, you know what I mean? Because because it comes a point where this is actually could happen. This is real life, you know. And if if you're in a state like a state that matters, you know, which I think if you're in one of those states, you know who you are. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah, that you folks vote. back still back in Ohio, especially. Yeah, yeah. Ohio, especially. I mean, yeah, I, I. I'm sorry if I said anything mean about your state. Well, it's <laughs> not my state. We're, we're to to those Ohioans. So uh, you voted in Illinois then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the little, uh, which the is little, too bad. <laughs> the little spot of blue and uh, a yes. lot of red, which yes. is, which is completely fine. But and you know, close to Indiana where. The lovely Mike Pence is from, who uh, wants to tell women what to do with their bodies and how people should make love. Bad vibes in, in those regards as well. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty transparent. Yeah, and I just, again, since this episode is so close to Election Day, I feel like you being a political guy saying fuck Trump every day on stage, it's pretty important to talk about. Definitely. I... Again, like I, I was so naive and not voting early on, and just the weight of it—it's it, it, such a point of pride. Like, may I make America great again? America's already great. Like, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm in that. Like, obviously, we have so much work to do, especially in in my in my uh, opinion regarding gun violence. Um, I, I saw something on Pitchfork earlier today that actually, like, someone making T-shirts that say "Make Chicago Great Again," and it made me so mad. Like yeah, we have a serious murder epidemic, but it's still great. America is great, um, but at the same time, we need to learn and from countries that are also great because we're not the only great country. I uh, not yeah. to put words in a Trump supporter's mouth, but that might be where what they feel. You know, I think the way it's going with Trump and the things he wants to do are going to make America much less great. You're entirely and right. it's probably <laughs> going to be whatever the word is under great or the one below that. You know what I mean? Like, if right now America's like an A, minus, A minus, B plus, what do you want to say? Oh, you, you, I, if you want to go with that grade, definitely down. let's go up there. to an A, maybe even an A plus. All right, America, let's go. But I'm thinking uh, with Trump, we could be getting down to a C C minus. You're you're being very, just based on you're being one very gentle. Just based on one guy, though, it could go that down that far. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I don't know how the structure of America works. I don't know how much one single leader can do, but not, he will do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's scary. Equal rights, common sense, gun laws. Start there. I'd love to look at food. I think food is is a serious issue that is constantly overlooked, especially because yeah. What do you mean? 
What do you mean exactly? In uh, environmental regards, yeah. um, not to be like super hippy dippy food documentary guy, pro vegan because I'm not vegan. Are you? Ve- you're veg. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for the most part, we have two pescatarians. I'm vegetarian, and you know, your guys' bus, you, a number of ve- vegan dudes. Yeah, we and have veg. We have two vegans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we we need to like we're lo- like we have this medicinal issue like this over medicating problem in in the entire health world which you know we we need to figure out but at the same time like look at how poorly we eat like just starting there yeah um and environmentally i mean like there's no there's no excuse like the the what is happening in in raising animals and killing and eating them environmentally it, it, it's proven you know i'm guilty just as much as everyone because i eat cheese and eggs but um, I may, I'm going to make a lot of people mad with this, aren't I? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Like, this, do you often make people mad? Like, I, I'm familiar. Like, no, I listen to you talk well, with, with Keith Buckley when you and Paul Mark talked. Like, no, man. People, people are pretty chill. Like, I think the, the beauty of a long form podcast like this is that, like, you things aren't really taken out of context too much because. We can talk. We can have this conversation about what we just said, rather yeah. than me cutting it. And then people are like, "Did you hear what he fucking said?" Just like one word answer. If you yeah, eat, yeah. eat egg and cheese, then you're an asshole. Like, <laughs> did you hear him say that? You know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah, called yeah. himself an asshole. No, like, like, no. I think, I think it's fair to have that opinion. I think people aren't stupid either. Like, people know everyone in America knows McDonald's is not healthy. Yeah. Everyone in America knows McDonald's has less than favorable treatment of their animals and their products and everyone knows it's a little sketchy do you know what i mean right right i I, yeah i I can't imagine meeting people that are like no this is good for me yeah i hope not i don't think so i I don't think people think of that you know um i'm sure there's people that think like a a chicken salad is going to be the healthiest thing you could ever eat and well i hate to break it to you but they do some fucked up things to chickens. Yeah, yeah. You know, but again, like if there's this this huge huge mountain we have to climb as a, you know, as a society. I'm not just talking about America, but and you have to take it a step at a time. And going back to Trump, this is a big step we need to take, I feel. Certainly. Because it- believe me, the last thing people are going to be worried about uh, if Trump gets elected is like the fucking food pyramid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's somewhat more uh, prehistoric concerns, nearly. Yeah. Not to over exaggerate, and not to like the the whole fear mongering bullshit is. It's coming from both sides. Me being on the left, I understand the the whole fear, you know, peddling and and how awful that really is. Right. Um, but it's also realistic with someone that says he knows more about fighting ISIS than four-star generals. I mean, like... Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, and, like... No, it, because they're far- a part of the system, man. Yeah, nothing... Like, what? We, we talked about this at dinner last oh, night with management. Oh, so insane. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, and going in, like, you know, like just tr- proud of just transitioning to new management and being like, you know what? I want to work with a guy that doesn't manage bands. Like rather than a manager, someone that has experience in that, like it's a somewhat applicable, you know, comparison. I think, like, right. like it, it's just 
I don't want to use the word rape, but just stealing all of like the experience from a position. Like, what? What on? This isn't like like me singing for a band, you know, and having no experience singing, but then somehow making it eleven years, being able to write and yell at people. This is running the. This is the the leader of the free world. Yes, as as questionable as that title is, it. it I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's pretty a pretty appropriate title, and I'm not even American. So, who's the most famous person in the world right now? I mean, I hope it's not Donald Trump. But oh lord, I, please! I, it's got it's it's got to be Obama. I I I, I, I love Barrio. Maybe I this is a stupid conversation to have. Maybe I'll cut that out. But who is the most who is the most famous person in the world? I would I I'd expect President Obama. You would you would hope so. So then by. So, you know, then by some standard of that, then what you said is it is important. What we're, what we, I should put myself in this category. What you guys are going to vote for <laughs> next week, this week. I did. Good. I'm pumped. Good. Well, if anyone can vote early, do it. Uh, vote no early. Lines, vote man. often. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and thanks for listening to uh, me and Mike rant about politics in a very. Uh, all sorts of things. Yes, and all sorts of things, but especially <laughs> the the last little bit where we had to have a little uh, a little chat about Rather America. Cathartic. It always is too. You can bring it up and just feel like a weight off your chest. Like <sighs> not everyone is as stupid, right? Dude, well, recently not, not to not to keep rambling and, and make your podcast forever, but uh, Jeremy said something on Instagram. He commented on. Uh, Oh, I posted a picture of my I voted bracelet yes. was in Chicago, and he made some sarcastic remark about Trump. And someone got really mad, and I had to block and delete their comment because they said that people are voting for Clinton because they're scared to be called racist. Can you, like, is, is there any part of you that can fathom that? No, that's, that's, I, I'm having a lot of trouble wrapping my head around that. Like, like, as, like, privileged white males... The reason that we want equal rights for everyone, gender, race, sexual, like, the reason we're doing that is because we're scared to be called racist. That's what was told to Jeremy and I on the internet. It's crazy. <laughs> I love this look. It's like it's next fantastic. level, it's... I can't understand. Crazy. You know, we, we can only sit here and shrug our shoulders so much. Yeah, right. Exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, uh, Mike, thanks again. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about your book. Real quick, talk about your book. I've written three books. You've written three books? Yeah. Uh, one. There's I just, a new one, though. Right, yeah. My newest one's called Three Dots in the Go Machine. It's just a bunch of random poetry, prose, kind of Bukowski-inspired, uh, uh, exaggerated form. Would you vote for Bukowski for president? Ooh, uh, <laughs> again, hell no. Yeah, hell no. Like you know, the experience thing is important to me. Right, I'll say that. <laughs> Certainly, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt. No worries, no worries, man. Uh, well, okay, you got three books out. There's a new one. Where can people find the books? Uh, MikeRanica.com. Perfect. Yep. So, yep. I, I I try to do that. Working on more now. Um, yeah. I'm not, right, I'm not selling anything. I just I like reading people like 
kind of started with like you got I'm, I'm po- like not only for your show tomorrow chain reaction which is going to be fucking incredible yeah, but stoked. also American Nightmare in Toronto coming up yeah but like Wes Isold when he started doing stuff I was kind of like oh because I've always just written like I was just writing poetry and then when I joined the band I'm like oh I can put this poetry over some some music so it was it was kind of disciplining myself getting back to that and in my writing uh, challenging myself, exercising it, just like anything else, like practice, you know. And um, Three Dots in the Go Machine is really just half of what I had accumulated, as well as two novels, one I haven't finished and one that I just have kind of sitting there. Um, but, yeah, it, it's uh, – it's, they're grammar mishaps. It's not any good. <laughs> I apologize for I, your IQ. I talked to Paul Mark a little bit about this. He's like – I'm like, dude, go grab one, please, if you want same – Whoever wants one in, in your camp or whatever, yeah. but I'll apologize. It's bad, <laughs> I, I, but I I, I I like it. It's, I'm, I'm proud of dude, I'm proud of myself. It's art, and it's yours, and that's it. That's all that matters. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, hey, Mike. Thanks, dude. Dude, so honored. So there it is. My talk with Mike. Love the guy. Just always so great hanging out with him. And seriously, if you are American, please, 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 please go vote. Oh, and I wasn't serious about telling young people they should drink. (laughs) Definitely wait until you're 21. And then, of course, always drink responsibly. And as always, I will leave you with the track. This is a song from the new Prada record, which is out now. Check it out. This song is called To the Key of Evergreen. Here it is on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.
Hey, are you still there? I found X Gumby X. I'm going to play it right now. Shh, don't tell Mike. Yeah! 